Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Alex Bonilla. Hello. In what I can only say is a preview of the gnome apocalypse, today we'll be discussing Early Man, a stop-motion comedy directed by Nick Park, most famously known for creating Sean the Sheep and Wallace and Gromit. Uh, although it was released a couple weeks ago in the UK, it just came out here in the US this past weekend. Um, let's take a moment of silence for its box office because everybody wants to see Black, Black Panther instead. Um, and hashtag yeah. counter-programming. <laughs> hashtag didn't work because my theater was pretty empty. <laughs> Same. Uh, I only had like seven people in there. Yeah, mine fared a little bit better, but even then my theater was very small. Um, so counter-programming, is there, does it work? Does it not work? When, why doesn't it work sometimes? And why does it work other times? That's a t- discussion for another podcast, but worth discussing. Um, so yeah, you can find out more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings or search for overly animated on your favorite podcatcher. So. The way these podcasts go, we start out with a brief non-spoiler discussion before getting into spoilers. Um, I will warn you guys, if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want to be spoiled, don't worry. I'll tell you once it's time to turn off, turn our lovely voices off. But, um, but yeah, beside that, let's just start out with, um, with Alex. Do you, are you familiar with Nick Park's work? Yes. Uh, uh, as a child, I watched Chicken Run maybe 20 times. Like It was one of my favorite <laughs> movies as a young kid. I guess like that kind of quirky British humor just appealed to me somehow and that later affected other weird favorite movies I have, like Rango, for example. It's, but And then later on, like Shaun the Sheep movie I caught a couple of months ago. It's a very charming film. And I actually just watched The, the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, which I believe was uh, Oscar-nominated. And that one is also pretty good, too, I think, on Chicken Run's level. So all in all, I think that Ardman Productions and uh, Nick Park is capable of good work. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, well, first tell people what Chicken Run is, because when you were talking about it on Discord, I just thought you were talking about Chicken Little, and I was like, wait, why? what does Chicken uh, no, Little no. have to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> no, Chicken Run is the story of a, a coop of British chickens who are uh, uh, governed by a, a tyrannical um, chicken farmer, and this American rooster voiced by Mel Gibson, I know, problematic, but um, <laughs> yeah, Amer- American rooster comes in and is like, hey, I can fly. I'll teach you guys how to fly to get out of here. Oh, it turns out- wait, I think I have heard of this movie before. Yeah, and, yes. and it's just, it's a very a, a charming film. Like, uh, it's very, it's by the numbers, admittedly, something we'll, we'll mention later on in this podcast, but I think it does enough with, like, its jokes and with the characters, like, making the characters interesting, especially Ginger, the main character. So I think that's what makes that movie just very entertaining to watch. And even the villains as, as well, like, the humans are have their own little quirks and so, small jokes, but, like, not over the top at all. So in, in that sense, Chicken Run is just a, a very good film. And I definitely recommend that and Curse of the Were-Rabbit to people for sure. Gotcha. And one final follow-up um, is, what's it called? Rango? Is that? I thought that was American produced. I didn't know that was like UK. Humor. No, no. Well, well, I mean, like, it's in that vein of like quirky humor. Like, oh, it's I not see. your your standard children's film. Like, it does have some adult jokes thrown in, but it's it, but also it's not like in your face, like, say, Shrek or Madagascar okay. adult gotcha. humor. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Okay, understood. All right, cool. That's good because I, I'm a, I'm familiar like visually with Nick Park's work. Like I, I know what Sean the Sheep is. I've just never seen it. But like, if you show me a picture of his stuff and his style, I'm like, oh yes, I know what this is. I just have never seen it. But I can, I can put name to like, I can, I, I, I knew what it was. So it's good that, to have you on then because I've never seen any of his work. Well, I just, I've never been really interested in a lot of this stuff. Maybe yeah. like, just visually it's not that striking. Yeah, I, I was going to ask. In that case, what's your opinion just on claymation in general? Because I feel like that's a very specific thing to this these kind of movies. Um, I don't mind it. And I, I, I love stop motion. And I do not mind the animation. It's only, I think it's more just the artistic style of these this vision like of these characters in in a, a weird way like I just don't find them to be visually striking but that doesn't necessarily mean that claymation is the problem that's more just their art style their character design you know so that's more my take it's like the animations the animation's not the problem and if anything it's like a lot of times it's it's so nice and refreshing to see it's just um yeah those designs I just they don't they do they don't do anything for me really Mm. Yeah, because uh, like to me, especially when you watch the the older claymation films, where it's almost it, it, they don't add as much CGI as they have in their more recent films, like Shaun the Sheep or Early Man. But like when you go back to the older films and it's almost purely claymation, it's just interesting to see how the characters move. Like that alone, mm. like catches my eye because it's just, it's just different from what you're used to in so many other animated movies. So it, it's just a nice treat whenever something like that comes across for me, anyway. Totally. I just wish they had, like, used the clay to make them prettier. That's just me. I'm superficial that way. But, um... <laughs> the, the, the chickens in, in Chicken Run are very pretty. Okay, well, again, I haven't seen... I, I vaguely remember Chicken Run. And usually well, animals aren't the problem. It's more like, for me, it's more the people. Like, the no, people that, that's designs true. The, are more like, the, I, they just don't work for me. Yeah, the humans you're seeing in Early Man, it's pretty much been the same design for all of these yeah, movies. So, yeah. like, if that's your, your hang-up, then, yeah, that's not going to get solved. <laughs> yeah, that's... I figured, I figured. But, um, but, yeah, so let's get into Early Man. Did you like this movie? Remember, non-spoilers. We're still in non-spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna like I can't call it bad because we just we did a podcast on the Boss Baby and like that's l level of bad. Yeah, no, no, but I mean this is... bad. Okay, it could be like bad. It could be like not as bad, but it could still be bad. Yeah, that's why I want to say like the Boss Baby is like bafflingly bad, and this is just disappointingly bad because I I guess uh, considering their their work, I expect it to be you know laughing a lot more. But uh, I don't know, the, the jokes in this one felt very weak. I think the premise is uh, very straightforward. It's your classic under, uh, sports underdog story. So it, it hits every single beat you expect does any it, other does movie of this. it hit every single beat, though? Does it really? Al almost every single beat that a sports movie does. And it's just too expected. The characters, they just don't have any depth to them. The, a lot of them are one-note characters. So that runs its course very quickly. And just the, the 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 idea of oh hey a caveman movie okay cool I'm I'm ready for prehistoric jokes and you don't use it at all really like it, it uh, admittedly the visual gags are pretty good in this episode in this mo movie in some parts and I think that's always been Ardman's Ardman's strengths like using vi the visual humor dialogue has never been their strong suit but I think they've been better in previous movies here it's just 
too too straight. It's not. It, it doesn't land a lot of the humor that they're aiming for in this movie. Gotcha, gotcha. And I mean, but what did you think about the cast then? I mean, because I remember when the end credits were happening, that was like I was surprised by the caliber of people working on this movie. I felt bad for them. I'm like, your talents, you're being wasted. I guess. Although when I, when I see big, bigger names, like in a lot of animated films, you see the big names. It's like, well, I don't really care because like they're not voice actors; they're just normal actors. Well, to be uh, fair, they like, did pretty. They did, like they, it's not simply like they were just doing their voice. It, in this one, I mean, at least they were doing accents and stuff for I whatever suppose, the reason the, it was. Well, the thing is, they're all British actors. So they're all doing their normal accents. So, no, like, I mean, I no, 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 no. I mean, like for instance, Tom Hiddleston does a French one. There are people doing German accents or stuff. So it's not just like their normal voices. I suppose. I, I guess I'm just saying this because none of the voices really stood out to me. Like maybe Richard Ayoade, because, just because I like him and like. But once his character is also one note, just him saying "Oh, mom" or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but so like his voice is wasted there, and uh, yeah, the other voices are just. I guess Tom Hiddleston is a bit goofy, so that helps the character somewhat. But like Eddie Redmayne, I don't care. Maisie Williams, the character is not strong enough to outweigh her her voice being good. It, it, not none of them are deal breakers, and none of them are elevating the character. Gotcha, gotcha. And what about the animation then? Because I mean, the you did say that this movie and more most recent movies by the studio use a lot more CGI now with their claymation. Yeah, I, I want to say that the, the what stood out to me in in positive is just the the backgrounds, especially in the forest scenes. Mm -hmm. Like those are precious to watch. Uh, 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 the intro when you're just like going in, the camera's going in yeah. slowly into the into the groves and all. Like that's very pretty to watch. But then you get, uh, and the characters themselves move fine, but uh, there's like a ball that's moving all the time in this uh, movie, no matter what. And whenever they do like soccer scenes, like it feels like they inject CGI and it's a lot more noticeable than, than I would have liked, especially in the training scenes. Mm -hmm. It just, it looks too smooth to go, uh, going along with the rest of the movie uh, to the point where it doesn't even look like clay anymore. It just looks like CGI characters placed in a clay background. So, like, that part just felt weird to watch. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I hated this movie. I just couldn't stand it. Like, and I'm someone who, like, really, like, who follows the Premier League, who's, like, really into soccer and, like, the, the, the culture and whatever. I, I couldn't stand this movie. I couldn't stand it because it says nothing. It does nothing. It is so superficial. It does. It has plot holes within its plot holes. It's just so stupid. It is a horrible movie. It is not in the same level as Boss Baby. Well, I mean, no, it is in the same level. It's just, it's in that same level of this is ridiculous. This is there's no point to this. You're not saying anything. You're just doing this for whatever I for a reason I cannot understand. And you have the potential to actually say something to provide some sort of commentary, and you just don't. It's so empty and so boring and so by the numbers that you're already doing multiplication table stuff and exercises with these numbers because you're so bored of what you're seeing on screen. You're just so tired of, I just, whoa, this movie, I can't, it's so bad. <laughs> I, I'm glad you could muster anger for this. Like, I, I wish I could because you, you are right that it's just very by the numbers. There's nothing deep about this movie at all, nothing to really stimulate your mind. 
but at the same time like i, I guess i'm uh, i'm thinking like i i should be liking this movie because of who made it and i've enjoyed their movies in the past it's like why is this one not working but i had to keep asking myself that question throughout the entire movie because it just it it's very rare where I got a, a genuine laugh out of it. It was really strange experience going in. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, and again, it's not even, oh, this is just British humor that you don't understand. It's like, no, it's, it's just not funny. It's, I, and the moment, like, it's just so, you know the, the butt of the joke. Like, you know the punchline before they even start the joke, and you're just thinking, oh, God, like, why are we wasting our time with this? So, um, and I was very disappointed because, it, again, another reminder that Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> may not be the greatest uh, measurement of quality. This movie has like an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like, that's, I consider that a high score. And it's, it's I, I would give it a 30 it, on yeah. a good day. On a good day, I'd give it a 30. So, um, so yeah, let's. I mean, there's not really much else to say, so let's just get into these spoilers. Everybody, just go away if you if you if you want to see this movie. But my recommendation is don't see it; it's not worth your time. Um, so yeah, spoiler time. There, there isn't. I mean, you, Alex, you said that there's there's that this is basically an underdog story and stuff. But I mean, the pl- there isn't much plot to this. This movie could have been told in like thirty minutes. With that, like, it didn't, it, 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 I feel like that's part of the problem. It, it just was, temp- it's just simply, um, a tribe gets their land taken away by a kingdom. They challenge the kingdom to a duel, but the kingdom obviously has the, the experience and the money behind them. They, and then by the end, they g- manage to get someone who's really good to teach them how to do, the, to do whatever duel it is. And then they win at the end. That's it. That's the story. There's nothing else to it. There's no additional things do you think that do you think that it's because this movie plays it so safe because like why do you think one that they needed to to take so long with this movie like why did they why couldn't they just do like an animated short with this and do you think because like do you think that's like the main problem with this movie that because it is such a cliched story because they didn't add anything additional to it that's why it feels so empty. I think it's the latter. That it's just that there's no deviation from the story that you're expecting here. From the very beginning, you can you can figure, oh, okay, well these people are going to get their land back. They're going to get good at soccer and uh, overcome the odds. And you, all you're doing is just watching them do their fake training montages. Uh, they. Uh, they add a trainer who for who has no real motives for joining them yeah. <laughs> in the first place, and they they end up doing it it's because they work together. Hooray! Like it's just it, it is just a very straightforward plot, and I I think part of this just has to do why soccer? <laughs> like what if exactly? If you have a caveman setting, there's there is various stories you can do here why go for something as absurd as a soccer tournament as your entire story like i had le- i went in knowing that soccer was going to be a part of this movie that i had already gotten that warning but i figured okay maybe it's a second half thing where they that that's like the stuff that goes through but we'll get have time to like explore caveman life and in and all it's like maybe 10 minutes 15 minutes of the of the beginning and that's it 
Yeah. So like that that part just feels like wasted potential. And I think that that's also what hurts my opinion of this movie. It's like this there is stuff to be funny there, but you just kind of uh, buried it in favor of this story that I'm not interested in at all. And you haven't given me much of a reason to be interested in it because we only saw them in their home for 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I think it also this film does not justify their it being about cavemen. If like look, so- soccer, football, it started in England. That in itself, that that of course, that's what that's where it's going to take place. But last time I checked, elephants didn't exist in England. Neither did did um, volcanoes, and and just this. There's this world that's created for cavemen, set in in England, where this 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 sport started, and it's like, but. But that's that's not uh, that's not true, and because by the fact that you're already adding, like you're just completely ignoring the entire history of this sport. You're completely just like taking actual interesting uh, descriptions and and facts and taking them and saying, you know what, we don't need them. We're actually going to do our own thing, and then give us such a, such an unoriginal story. It just makes no sense, and there's no point to them being cavemen despite that and then at the same time there's this oh yes but we're gonna have a queen but her lord the lord of the land that she that works under her is french but then the people of the of the actual kingdom sound german and it's like wait what is happening like what are you trying to say and you know it's just really frustrating because it's like okay at first, I was like, are you going to, like, comment on, like, colonialism and, like, colonizing and they and being, like, an empire trying to take over, take someone's land? Like, is that what you're going to do? They don't do that. Then I'm thinking, okay, so what you're going to do is actually provide some commentary over soccer and football and, like, how England are the people who actually created this sport, yet they are the ones who cannot win a World Cup. That's actually something well, interesting, too. It's like, I, think okay, that's, interesting. I think that's the joke of this movie. No. I I want to say that that it's, that's like the, their only like their seed they had, and they're like, okay, how do we make a movie around that joke? But the problem <laughs> is, it's like it's not even saying anything. It's not even like yeah. giving us the joke. It's like it's that's it's so like that's just a reality. They don't even say like, oh, like if we work together, it's like whatever. It's like, dude, English players. It's not that they're bad. It's that they choke. That's why, it's, that's what happens with England. It's not that they're bad players or because, oh, we just are not, it's not as if like, oh, it's like, oh, we don't play this sport anymore and that's whatever. It's like, no, it's that they can't play when they need to play. They can't win when the time, when like the spotlight is on them. That's the joke. That's what you're supposed to like really explore and they just don't. And on top of that, it's like, okay, so then are you going to go into the actual club culture? Because here you have this French guy who only cares about money and he's the quote-unquote owner of this team of real uh like real what's it bronze uh, bronzio real bronzio real madrid like ha 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 so funny so it's like okay so this is what you're gonna do and it's like n- no they don't even really comment at, at that much on it it's so silly and on top of that they know like no like look doesn't matter, like, if you have, supposedly, these real bronzios or whatever, they're, like, supposedly the best players on, like, the best players of soccer in that world, right? Look, the be- if you have the best players, doesn't matter if they act like a team or not, they're gonna win, period. Like, that's just, that's how it works. If you can't, like, I hate this kind of 
uh, karate kid like mythos where it's like if you work really hard for like three months you can beat someone who's like made it their entire life to be an expert in what they do I just hate that type of story and this is that story and it's so annoying and the thing is they're not even like actually using like the tactics used when a small team goes up against a big team they don't sit in the they don't park the bus they actually try to actively like score and stuff and I'm like that's not how soccer works that's not how these tactics work you're just using you're just like completely ignoring the rules of everything and then trying to tell a story that's so by the numbers and by the rules and it's so so badly like constructed and made it's so stupid and it's just so bad and (laughs) and dude this girl her whole point is oh it's i'm a girl so i can't play they won't let me play soccer Girl, there's a girl on the other team who's one of the, the play. I just, oh, there's a movie. Yes. Uh, I, I will say I don't know too much about soccer terminology, but I, so like it's interesting to get that perspective because uh, the the girl, I, I forget her name at this point, but she mentioned, she makes a joke about like, hey, what formations do you use and all? And so you think, okay, well, uh, so there's like some kind of strategy joke going on here. But if if that's the case, if you're using that joke, only soccer fans will get that. But then at the same time, soccer fans will also notice later on that you're not using that at all in your actual gameplay. So I, yeah. I don't <laughs> Basically, I was like, okay, so we're actually going to learn about the sport now. And then they just completely ignore it. Like completely. And it, it just really shows that they, they either are not fans of the sport or if they are, I don't understand what went wrong. Like they're just, they're playing as if they're playing FIFA in that, oh, we're just going to score all these goals and not really care about actu- how the game actually works. And it's well, so... Oh, it's so yeah, I, I will say that it definitely felt simplified because like it, for, uh, for someone who like doesn't follow the sport that much, I could follow more or less what was going on in this movie. So in that sense, they succeeded. But I don't I don't get like what your purpose is then of, of throwing in these is soccer in jokes and simplifying it at the at the expense of this being a, a an exciting film. I mean, I don't know. It's just that they're the story of like okay like if you if you just look at the elements of the story right okay like the the team like the a team that represents the place where soccer is founded england they do not they can't they're not good or they whatever the reason they're not winning that in itself is a interesting like take and an interesting thing where you can explore of like you can really like grab the emotion of like gathering together doing like like a great sports movie does there's so much there of okay well then why can't we like do this like here's our history this like rich history that we have with this sport and we still can't win or if you go on the other route and then you just go with the money just buys all these teams and then they like win and it's so hard for the normal people like for people who actually to train and whatever without money to actually succeed I mean just look at Leicester and like a couple seasons back and what they did it's just really frustrating how they have these elements to tell a really interesting story and they just don't do anything with it they do yeah, the I, most I, I, expected thing, and it's it is so like this is not the soccer movie I wanted, and I refuse to name it soccer because like this is just this is not good, not good. Yeah, like it, it, I think part of them being cavemen, like the 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 idea of making them cavemen is that so they're too dumb to play football, like because that that seems to be their only hindrance, right? That they're dumb. I mean, it's even then, it's like that's kind of. 
I don't know. Like I, I in the like, beginning, that's the only justification I can find for making cavemen play soccer. Basically, I don't even know though. Like I wouldn't say that they're dumb because if you look back on their ancestors who were also cavemen, they figured out soccer pretty quickly. So I mean, I don't think they were the ones who found it. So I don't know if it's necessarily that they're dumb. It's just I don't know. It's I like at one point I was like, oh, is this going to be a story kind of like how they developed? Because they were talking about how how in the very beginning about oh, we only rabbit, we only rabbit. So I was like, oh, maybe this, the whole point of this is, ooh, they're going to actually develop a diet and they're going to start like gaining muscle and stuff because they're changing their diet into a more complex diet. And I was like, ooh, is that what this is going to be? Like, what are they trying to do here? And I think what's interesting, I think the real problem is that this this film starts, the, it, like it ends exactly the way it starts. Like the characters do not progress or do not change. Like the place that they are very much in the beginning is the same place where they're going to end. And that just kind of shows you this like complete lack of tension, complete lack of stakes in this movie because there's no change. There's nothing, no progress, no nothing. It's just here you have this group of people that something happens and then nothing happens in the end because whatever happened, it's like whatever. We managed to stay the same and it's there's no... There's no real point into that adventure because yeah, it, it's a it's a very small change because uh, it, it is basically at the beginning it's this cautious leader and this kid who has ambition and then at the end it's the kid who has ambition is the leader and the former leader is now just following and but like yeah uh, well, like, whatever still, he's still leading in the same exact way so it's kind of like well then what 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 was the purpose of it it's just a switch of characters and like why did the leader suddenly not want to lead anymore it just nothing's really explained there it's like why it just there's there's not really much there there's not really much to discuss the world in that they even the world that they build is like once you actually start thinking about it it makes no sense the story itself once you start thinking about it it makes no sense like i really i cannot get over the fact that What's her name? Goody, Goonie, whatever the heck her name is. The whole purpose of her character is I want to play because, but I'm not allowed to play because girls can't play soccer. And it's like, wait a minute, but there's a girl on the other team. So yes, they can play soccer. And one of them is considered like one of the greats. And like, I just do not understand why no one actually thought, huh, that's contradictory to the main purpose of this character. It just makes no sense. And at no. first I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do something about women's soccer and how, like, that's something that we should support and it's been growing and whatnot. Nope, nothing. We're not getting anything. It's just complete, it's just really bad. It's just really, really bad. Can you remind me which one is the female player? Because, like, other so, than the, the leader saying, like, let's go, ladies, like, in a, in a demeaning way I when know, they which enter. Was so silly. Yeah, that, that, that was a bad joke. But, like, other than that, I didn't get any hints of females. So she, she is, okay, you know, you have the, you have, like, the captain, you have the winger, and then there's this girl, there's this one with, like, a ponytail and, like, brown hair ponytail, and she's the one who, like, you see her going to head a ball, but then she misses it because the guy, the caveman's holding the person, the other person. And okay. she's not the one, she's not the, okay, she's not the one with the mohawk. She's not the one with the blonde. She's not the captain. She's not the winger. She's like, I don't know. Like, they said like, oh, yeah. she. So uh, when she was describing, oh, okay. when she was naming them, they used female pronouns. So I'm like, okay, then like what, why? Like, what yeah, is see, the point? 
Yeah, it's almost like I guess they're sneaking that detail by because, like, I, I didn't notice that at all. And, and other than, I guess, one word, like, there'd really be not much of a way to differentiate because those characters just all look the same when they're on the field. It's just really, I don't know, it's just really frustrating because it it's just really poor. It's just a really poor movie. And there's there's just nothing. There's It's just, I don't, I there's just, there's nothing there. There's nothing there to, to, there's, there's nothing there to talk about. <laughs> and, um, and I will say again, something that really did bother me was that anyone who supposedly like a, a villain is seen as like a foreigner. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. And, it's kind of, and like, here's the thing also, and this might be me reading a little bit too into it, but at the same time, like, here I go. So a, like a lot of these like club teams have been bought by a lot of like Arab like people, like a lot of like Arab like billionaires. So then it's like, okay, they're not gonna make them sound Arab, so let's make them sound French because we all know that French sounds a lot like Arabic, so let's do that instead. At least that's what I got out of this. And it's like, uh and also, it's just a classic England-France rivalry. Like, e English people are always disdainful of the French. Like, watching Top Gear, I'm very aware of this. <laughs> so, like, it, it, but it's just, like, a very easy choice to make. Like, okay, let's just make the villain somebody from across the channel. Whatever. But, the, what, but what's crazy is he works for a queen who is English, and everybody else, it, like, it just makes no sense. There's no sense of location, despite the fact that in the beginning they're like near manchester around manchester and it's like okay so now you're in, you're setting us up in manchester like wh what is the point of this and at the same time like the color scheme you have man the red red is for manchester united so the tribe i guess represents manchester united while they, the they literally make that joke from the commentators like oh it looks like early man united is making a, a comeback or something like that but they, they I, maybe that's the po point of this entire movie is just to make that joke early man united ha, yeah ha. but at the same <laughs> It's like it makes no sense because Manchester United is one of the richest clubs in the world. And like the, if they were trying, like I'm just trying to find like what is it that they're trying to say. So then the one team that is owned by a lot, like uh, someone with a lot of money and is very like greedy. And that's the whole point that they want is for this. Like both teams have a lot, are like rich. Both teams have this problem, have this issue, like are like, have no problem with just like having, having less like a bunch of money and known for being like just being very um like what's that word wasteful with their money and whatnot so it's just i'm trying to find a purpose to i'm trying to understand like why they're doing like why they're making certain choices like if you're gonna do it why set it in england why why are you doing this if you're not gonna follow through with the details like it just it feels very disingenuous it, the world itself is like falling apart it doesn't work it doesn't work and it's really really frustrating to see and I just, there's, there's nothing else for me to say. Like the only other criticism and like, again, uh, the, the pivotal, ex like the pinnacle example of this is that the freaking pig is acting like a dog. Why? Why is the pig acting like a dog? Like he's, he howls, he barks. And it's like, Why? He's a pig. He's not a dog. If you wanted a dog, you should have just made him a dog. 
and it makes no sense. Ah, but we're in prehistoric times. Dogs haven't been domesticated yet. Oh, well, then they could have just used a wolf or something. They could have still had him domesticated since apparently pigs are domesticated and, like, actually act like dogs. It just, it, 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 this, this movie gave me a headache. It gave me a headache and there's nothing there to really say, but, um... But yeah, so that's I, I, I do all wanna, I have to say. I, I do want to say that element feels very recycled, like from the Wallace and Gromit movies, because you have um, Gromit being the helpful dog, always silent and help, helping out Wallace do his things. And it just it feels very recycled in that sense. Like you have your animal sidekick who just uh, is very competent while you are not. But uh, I don't know, like. He he's used for I think his scene where he's giving the massage to the uh, to the um, the French leader like that that seems funny enough uh, like it, it also um, the French man makes some pig jokes so that that's okay, whatever but yeah I think he's used okay but I, I get your your this, the why does he have to be a pig exactly like you don't do it you just make him a dog just to fit the prehistoric setting. But once again, you're, we're not really using the prehistoric setting for much in this movie to begin with. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I are his are Park's previous films like are they set in like I I think I I don't know why, but in my head they're always set in like the the like green pastures of like countryside England is what I always see his things so, set as sort of it's John the sheep was like his urban movie because like it begins in the farm and then the majority of the film takes place in a city but yeah like chicken run is a very rural film Wallace and Gromit is pretty rural so that that's just kind of his his style I guess well um so I guess this I guess this is him trying to to um get creative and and expand the world that he's working it with but um it failed i get no, sure sean, like, sean the sheep was much better at world building than this no but i know but i'm saying like okay if sean the sheep just they went to a city like that's like in the present i'm assuming it's not yeah. like it's like it's like it's in the present he doesn't have to work hard to build a world it's already built for him well here right. was him trying to build a world and it failed so it's like buddy you got to put the work into it like if you mm-hmm. want to if you want a world, to, if you want us to believe in your world, you actually have to have it make sense. And it doesn't make sense at all here. Um, it's just really s- silly. And history is your friend. You don't have to throw away history just so you can get creative and fantastical. Like, use that to your advantage. It's so frustrating when people don't. And it's like, why? The st- actual truth is actually interesting. So, um so yeah, uh, do you have? I, I have nothing else to say about this movie. Like, there's oh, nothing okay. else for me. Um, so, do you have well, any like other comments? Yeah, I I think the only positive I got out of this movie were some uh, a couple of visual gags because I think that's just what he does best. Like from the very beginning, you have the asteroid striking, and then the roach is putting on his sunglasses during the asteroid strike. It's cliche, but I, I enjoy the just the visual of him putting it on before it gets blown away. Um, also, uh, Mega Duck. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like his first appearance is just so goofy, uh, and like at, at least it, I guess I enjoy the jokes that break up the soccer story. <laughs> like the soccer story is so monotonous, so when weird stuff happens, I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny. But maybe it's just because it's surrounded by all this blandness. Uh, also, that I think there's a joke about primordial soup, and it's just eyes coming out of the soup, <laughs> like which is good imagery. Uh, I, I appreciate that. 
um, th- there there was a line where they go into the cave and they find that uh, the Frenchman shows the kid these paintings of his ancestors failing or whatever, and he says your ancestors were totally crap at football, and like the 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 two families that were in the audience gasped because <laughs> just the usage of the word crap is like whoa what's going on here, so uh, but I I guess I appreciate uh, that you're willing to use language like good. Good job, I guess. And it, it works because of how like quiet that scene is, I guess, or just how serious and just adding it, it gives it an extra oomph. So I'll I'll give them props for that. But yeah, just like it it tiny moments get, give me a laugh, but the problem is the entire product is just so forgettable. So like uh, I enjoy these jokes because I have them written down, but uh, like am I going to remember them a week from now? Maybe one of them. <laughs> so that that's kind of the kind of the issue here that it's great that you, you 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 still have your material on on the background stuff but it doesn't it, it's not going to help you much when what the main characters that are put in front of you are just so one di- they're as one dimensional as the visual gags yeah yeah i mean i mean again i i also i expected more from the humor cuz in the beginning like like you said the cockroach joke was funny but it, you just there were most of the time there were just they they weren't funny they just weren't they weren't they you again you i i knew the joke before the character even opened their mouth and sometimes the jokes went a little bit long like there was that one where he's like don't don't, like look you pig i'm gonna go down because you're gonna attract attention and then he just makes all the noise in the world and it's like wow i didn't see that coming and not just that but it lasted like long he just kept on going i I thought the first part was like oh whatever but then he fell another deck and was like oh okay and then the third deck and the she and the pig watch looks at his invisible watch i was like okay now it's funny like i guess the timing worked for me i agree that if it's just like him tripping it's like whatever but the fact that it went long i think helped the joke i mean it might have helped the joke but at the same time it's like the, it, it it still wasn't the best joke it's like it, i don't know and, and also uh one final thing because that's really like that's when he first sees uh the the the, the goonie goody or whatever whatever her name is that's the first time he sees her in her play i the thing about soccer the thing that's so great about it is that you can play it anywhere that's why you have so many people from all different backgrounds, all different classes being able to play this sport. Um, why does she need to play it like at that pitch? Like there's no reason for her to be there if she's like a big soccer fan. I just. Well, the, like, like the weird, I guess part of the whole the, them attempting to use the prehistoric setting is that they're trying to frame soccer as like this kind of religious experience almost like the, they're calling it like a holy game in, at, at some points. So I guess the idea is that like playing at this main pitch is like what matters, but at, like they don't they don't do enough to really hammer that home, other than like it, like that there is a, a thing to be said, right? That sports can be kind of like religion, and like people are very devoted to it. But once again, that's that's a very superficial thing in this movie. You we never really get into that, yeah. aside from every once in a while you have the guys looking like priests. Totally, yeah. It's just I. I oh I, I want yeah I want to say mes- messenger bird was pretty good like <laughs> yeah that was that was good I will give them that but um but I will say I, I don't know I thought they were gonna get into like match fixing or something it's just there are a lot of elements in here that are like a lot of like football specific elements that they could have like dived into and could have said something about and they just don't 
It's like the 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 particular like there are certain jokes that it's like oh like is this an actual joke or am I so desperate to read something into the I I'm so desperate to get a message that I'm reading way too much into these things. So once you get to that point, it's just it becomes so hard to watch because it feels like a chore. It feels like a chore to watch because then you're just like what what am I what what should I do with this? Like there is nothing to do with this. Um, yeah, like to me, a, a lot of times I was just reminded, like, oh hey, this other movie did that. Oh hey, that other movie did that. But like, if your if your movie is just making me think of better movies, then, then why am I here? <laughs> basically, basically, the point of this podcast is just to let people know that Bend It Like Beckham is still the greatest soccer movie in existence. Yeah, just- also. Just go go watch Chicken Run. Go watch Curse of the Were Rabbit. Go watch Shaun the Sheep. I hear the Pirates movie is okay. You can probably go watch that. But the, so there are like maybe five movies in the pipeline uh, from this same group of animators that you can go watch instead of this. Okay. All right. Well, four out of the five. Well, what? Five out of the six movies I guess that they've created are good. And then. So I think that's a good track record. It's just sad that this is the one we had to podcast on. Yeah, and, and especially like it, for people who follow, like this is Nick Par- Park's first film since Curse of the Were-Rabbit, and that's been like that was like thirteen years ago. So imagine being away for that long, and so I, I assume this must be like a passion project or something for that to be with one to pull him out. But just to come back on this, like it's such a it's come back on such a dud. It's just a, it's just disappointing. I'm just wait, but then why why did he like retire and that's and he just came back for this? Like why uh, did he wait so long? I don't know <laughs> because like Ardman Animations goes on, and I think like he is involved with like the company kind of like in a Jeffrey mm-hmm. Katzenberg kind of way. But it's just like uh, coming or like a. Um, uh, John Lasseter kind of way too where he used to be a director and then he just went into executive but something had to pull him out and I guess it was this soccer movie he he had a great joke about soccer and I was like I can make a movie out of this but let's add <sighs> cavemen to bring in the kids I, I don't I don't know but the kids just... would have come just because it's anime like the kids would have come anyway he didn't they didn't have to do that oh alright yeah. well any last thoughts before we go uh Nah, nah, just go watch Chicken Run, please. Chicken Run is a great movie. Five stars. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very alone, but uh, I need someone else to love it like I do. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, um, I have nothing else to say because I think this is going to be the first podcast that goes under an hour and there's no movie more deserving of it because there's nothing to say about this movie. Um, you can find out all the info oh. on this podcast. Yes. Well, I was going to say, like, Sean the Sheep has no dialogue. Do you think we would have spoken more on that? <laughs> probably. I, probably. Um, absolutely. That, no doubt in my mind we would have spoken more on Sean the Sheep. Um, so, yeah, you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash Overly Animated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Otaku Guy Zero One. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Toodaloo.